All righty. Let's go ahead and move on. Yo! <clears throat> February the 2nd. Streams in the desert. Isaiah 49.2 says, In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Again, Isaiah 49.2, In the shadow of his hands he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. In the shadow, each of us must go there sometimes. The glare of the sunlight is too bright. And our eyes become injured. Soon they are unable to discern the subtle shades of color or appreciate natural tints, such as the shadow sick room, the shadow house of grief, and the shadow life where the sunlight has departed. But fear not. It is the shadow of God's hand. He is leading you, and there are lessons that can be learned only where he leads. The photograph of his face can only be developed in the dark room, but do not assume that he has pushed you aside. You are still in his quiver. He has not thrown you away to something worthless. He is only keeping you nearby till the moment comes when he can send you quickly and confidently on some mission that will bring him glory. O oh, shadow, isolated one, remember how closely the quiver is tied to the warrior. It is always within easy reach of his hand and jealousy protected. From Christ in Isaiah by F.B. Meyer. Amen. In some realms of nature, shadows of darkness are the places of greatest growth. The beautiful Indian corn never grows more rapidly than in the darkness of a warm summer light. The sun withers and curls the leaves in the scorching light of noon. But once a cloud hides the sun, they quickly unfold. The shadow provided a service that the sunlight does, does not. The starry beauty of the sky cannot be seen at its peak until the shadow of night slips over the sky. Lands with fog, cloud, and shade are lush with greenery. And there are beautiful flowers that bloom in the shade that will never blossom in the sun. Flor florists now have their evening primrose as well as their morning glory. The evening primrose will not open in the noonday sun, but only reveals its beauty as the shadows of the evening grow longer. If all of life were sunshine, our faces would long to gain and feel once more upon it the cooling splash of rain. January 28th. <clears throat> Bible College Curriculum. Thank you for coming on today. Don't be stony ground or don't get stoned by Kenneth Copeland. <clears throat> Scripture for today is Mark 4, 16 to 17. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. 
There seems to be an abundance of stony ground Christians these days. Initially, they get excited about the Word of God. They'll hear a message on prosperity, for instance, and they'll go home and say, Hallelujah, I'm going to prosper in the name of Jesus. They'll say, Hallelujah, I am going to prosper in the name of Jesus. But then, somehow, things don't work out like they thought they should. Their bank balance doesn't double overnight. They go through some disappointments. They suffer some criticism. Then, before you know it, their fate has withered away. If you don't want that to happen to you, make up your mind right now that you're not going to let the rough times defeat you. Decide now that you're going to hang on the word even when the persecutions and afflictions come because I can guarantee you they will come. When you decide to walk by faith, you don't get rid of trials. You learn to overcome them. When you let the word of God get down into your heart, you're going to learn more about the devil than you ever wanted to know because he's going to do his best to see to it that the word is unfruitful in you. He's going to be trying to mess you up every time you turn around. You'll have problems, but the difference is now you'll have the answer. The word of God. Thank God, however, through Christ Jesus, you have the power to defeat Satan. When he brings problems and disappointments your way, you don't have to lie down and let them steam roll over you. Just keep fighting the good fight of faith and you'll win. Sure, you get knocked down sometimes, but when you do, get back up and say, look here, devil, I'm not going to let you steal the word out of my heart. It is in there and I'm meditating on it. I'm saying with my mouth and I am acting on it until God's message overtakes me. If you don't believe me, just hide and watch. If you'll take that attitude, no matter what the devil does, he'll never make a stony ground Christian out of you. Amen. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, verses 6 through 18. Let's go over there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we can know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Wow. <clears throat> Doesn't get any more plainer than that, that we will beam and people will see Jesus in us. And millions of us can attest to the fact that we saw Jesus in other people when we first got born again. And, we, and our souls said, I want that. I want to be that. I want that. We went, we wanted our 
Jesus to come into our hearts and continue and restore us. We were already said yes to the to the salvation message. That's what happened to me, folks, honestly and truly. Okay, let's continue to read all the way up to verse 18. Here we go. Now we have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted but down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith. The psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Quoting from the book, God Calling, Publishers by Barber Publishing, Inc., used by permission. All right, now, I'm Fernando, your host. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Can I get a moment of silence, please? Lady, would you stop that guitar? Thank you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Fear not, do not fear to be busy. You are the servants of all. He that would be the greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. Service is the word of my disciples. I serve indeed the humblest, the lowliest. I was at their command. My highest powers were at their service. Be used, be used by all. By the lowest, the smallest, how best can you serve? 
Let that be your daily seeking, not how best you can be, sir. Look around you. Do the aims and ambitions that man strive for bring peace or the world's award, heart rest, and happiness? No, indeed, man is at war with man. Those whom the world has most rewarded with name, fame, honor, wealth, are weary and disappointed. Huh. And yet, to the listening ear, above the jangle of the world's discordant Christ, there echoes down the 1900 years of my message. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the weary and the disappointed who listen and turn to me find indeed that rest. Joy of the weary I am, music to the heart I am, health to the sick, wealth to the poor, food for the hungry, home to the wanderer, rapture to the jaded, love to the lonely. There is not one want of the soul that I do not supply for the asking. And to you, too, I long to be all. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your words. For those who are busy, thank you, Lord God, that you replenish our souls. You hear the cry of our souls, and we thank you, Lord God, that we can serve and joyful at that. And thank you for helping us, helping us to change Change our own selves, Lord. There is hope in changing ourselves. Hallelujah. And we thank you for giving us that hope that there is. As Jesus is, so are we. As Jesus is in heaven, so are we. Does Jesus have any sickness and disease? No, so are we. Is Jesus strong, fit, and able? Yes, so are we. That's the scripture says in 1 John. As Jesus is, so are we. As our angels are before the Father, so are we before the Father. We are made whole through the process of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meditation for today. When we seek to follow the way of the Spirit, it frequently means a complete reversal of the way the world that we had previously followed. But it is a reversal that leads to happiness and peace. Do the aims and ambitions that a person usually strives for bring peace? Do the world's awards bring heart rest and happiness? Or do they turn to ashes in the mouth? Prayer for the day. Let's pray that we may not be weary, disillusioned, or disappointed. Let's pray and believe that, Father God, we can change all things through what the scripture says to our bodies, our minds, our souls. We pray that we may not put our trust in the ways of the world, 
but our trust in the way of our Father, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to today's meditation. Today I have read to you from two books. Actually, yeah, God Calling, A.J. Russell, and, uh, and the little 24-hour book, which this is probably already um, public usage because they're so old. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Amen. So I wanted to uh, just let you encourage you not to give up hope in changing oneself. That there is hope. We just look at ourselves and there is hope. We can exercise, we can walk, we can eat properly, we can dominate ourselves through the scriptures. As we see Jesus on the cross, as we expect a miracle, as we say things like, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it, it will surely come. Say that for a year. Again, let's say this. Thank you, Lord. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. It would help if we would stomp our feet when we cry out to the Lord. As we say it more and more, uh, we exercise the benefits. We exercise our righteousness, our rights. And we implement the most expected effective thing of this and I'm finding out is that we implement our hope, our faith, and that anything is possible. Like Matthew 19, 26. With God, all things are possible. And what's that? Less proper physical fitness for us, proper house, house, uh, habitation. That means no mold, no, no, Stinking situations in the property, but having a clean home, a clean body, proper attitude towards others, and having faith and being able to serve others and not get weary or tired. Like the scripture says, those who want to be great will be servant of all. Those who want to be first will be last. Such is the kingdom of God. I love you. This message is for those eagles out there. Oh. Okay, let's say it again. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Have it, habitat. The presence of the Lord. The temple of the Lord is our bodies. The temple of the Lord is our homes. The temple of the Lord is our point of view. Point of view. I love that. Don't you love that? Point of view. Where are we flashing our flashlight? Where are we putting our focus? I was meditating this morning how focused Jesus was. How focused Jesus is. How courageous Jesus was to stick to the program. Stick to the plan. How focused was that? Did he have fear? Ooh, it's, it's, of course he had fear. Did he thank God through prayer and the fear? 
and got his soul under control? As Jesus is, so are we. As Jesus demonstrated that a human being can discipline himself, so are we. We can discipline ourselves. We can read the scriptures. We can read 1 John 1 through 5 on a daily basis to combat lack of faith, lack of love, lack of discipline. We can read John 14, 15, 16, 17 on a daily basis. We can. We can give God three hours back of his 24 hours he gives us. One in the morning, one noon day, one before going to sleep. Yeah, baby, we got it going on here. We're re revolutioners of and enjoying Jesus Christ, his love and his goodness towards us. Amen. Go. I'm running here with the Holy Spirit, what I believe the Holy Spirit is telling me to do when I woke up this morning at three in the morning now. I went to sleep at 10 p.m., put everything away from the barbecue. So let's see, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 5 hours. If I, amen. Now it's 3.45. I'm wide awake. Might as well praise the Lord. As King David got up at midnight and worshiped and praised the Lord, that's what I'm doing right now, praising his name. Thank you for coming back. I uh, replaced the uh, guitarist with a cello. Thank God that we can do that. The guitarist got fired. He had too many commercials. Thank you so much. Okay, let's move shifts right here. What we have here is a good process of communication. Amen. Now, I'm going to be reading from another little book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. And that publisher is none other than J. Countryman Publishers. Promises for Your Every Need. God's Promises for Your Every Need. Amen. Thank you for those people that publish the Word of God. They shall be blessed. Thank you for those organizations that get together and they put their money and they say, we can do this. We can put a little booklet that has scriptures about Jesus. If you open it up, it says, Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is your promoter. Jesus is your helper. I just happen to open up a section where it says, Jesus is your everything. Let's go ahead and take communion before we read this, please. We uh, go ahead and get, get a little piece of bread or use your imagination. You know what bread tastes like. You have it every day. And just use your imagination that you have a piece of bread in your hand. And I'll break it. Break it in two. Our Lord Jesus did this on the Last Supper. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And we do this in remembrance of him and his discipline and his focus. And then in, in his way to the cross and how he 
dominated his flesh, his soul. He quieted down his soul. He quieted down and says, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus Christ. We remember you, Lord, that you broke your body willingly, willingly for us, Lord. Thank you for breaking your body for us, Lord. And you willingly went to the cross. Let's go ahead and take of the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the house of the Lord. Holy are his words. Holy, holy, holy is the body of Jesus Christ. And with that, amen. Thank you, Lord. Holy, holy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord took the cup and said, this is my blood shed for you willingly for the remission of sins, for the making of new covenant, for the ratification of the agreement here. Lord, we agree with you that this is your blood. Your blood was shed on the cross as they nailed you on the cross. And by your stripes, we are healed. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, we're made whole. By his stripes and his blood, we're made whole, we're made clean, we're sanctified. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for that blood. Thank you, Lord. We bless the blood. And let's go ahead and partake of the blood. Amen. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that you shed for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that blood that is here still today. You left your blood for us on the cross, Lord. And thank you, Lord God, that your blood is here. And Lord, we thank you for that water that came out of your side. We thank you for that water you were baptized in. Thank you, Lord, that your water has memory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The water has memory of the blood. The water is holy. Wonderful water. We say wonderful water to the water. We declare it so. And we thank you for the water of Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us wonderful, sanctified water that remembers you. Let's go ahead and partake and take a big drink of a glass of water. Amen. Holy, holy, holy is the water that came out of Jesus' side, mixed with the blood. Hallelujah. And we thank you for that, Lord. We use our imaginations and we see the water flowing from your side. We see the blood flowing from your side. We see them mixing together. And we thank you, Lord, that it heals us, restores us. We use our imaginations properly, Lord, that you commanded us to do this in remembrance of you, Lord. And we thank you for our commitment to the cross. Hallelujah. And now, Lord, we are new creatures. We're made brand new through your word. 
And now the reading of the promises of the Word of God. In Philippians, amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for your kingdom come. We thank you for your will. Father, we reverence your name. We praise you. We thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. And we do listen to Jesus. We listen to him, your beloved son, whom well pleases you. We listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we listen to the words, your words, on your holy scriptures. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us and wrapping us up and making us all new, a big family, Lord. We're restored, we're made new, bright as can be, sanctified, holy. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the righteousness. We are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that now we are sanctified. Hallelujah, we're sanctified. We admitted our sins, Lord. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and restore us again to our natural state, Lord. Amen. And thank you for redeeming us, Lord. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. So, so, so. We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Jesus is your everything. Quoting from the little book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Again, let me read those two. Philippians 4.19 and 4.13. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. Romans 8.37. Nay, in all these things, all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3, 21 and 23. Therefore, let no man glory in man, for all things are yours. Therefore, let no man glory in man, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ and Christ is God. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be established unto you. It should be done unto you. Amen. John 16, 23 and 24. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatever you ask as the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Here thereto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive 
that your joy may be full. Amen. All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe you shall receive. Matthew 21, 22. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do these things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 3.22, amen. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. That was 1 John 3.22. And whatever we're asking, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And one of the things that we do is we we meditate on the scriptures and we say our four absolutes. Yea, I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Yea, I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Fact. Yes, I am the sanctified of Jesus Christ. I am in union as Jesus is, so am I. I am the redeemed of Jesus Christ. I am the redeemed. Matthew 19.26 With God, all things are possible. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There it is, folks. 2 Corinthians 5.21 In him we are righteous. In the face of sin, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As you're doing the sin, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you have a conscience, acknowledge the Lord God in your conscience. You'll be justified. Let the grand jury in your heart say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know I shouldn't be doing this. I know I, I can change my ways. And you need about 12 failures for one success, folks. So don't beat yourself up because we're not God. Let go and let God. How? By the instruments of righteousness. I am your voice, the temple of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. It's like when you have a cat that comes into your house and the cat is stinking, okay? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Get out. I am the righteousness of God. You just keep running after the cat. It keeps saying, I am the righteousness of the cat. The cat knows it'll belong in there. The cat knows your temperament. And the cat gets in again and again and again. And then you hike, hike, hike. Keep hiking. Keep saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Or you can say the supply to get this cat 
out is not here yet, but it will come. If we shall have it, it will surely come. It will produce more faith. It will produce more strength. It will produce more tenacity to get after that fat cat and get him out of your house. Amen. I'm trying to make a metaphor, allegory, or hypothesis <laughs> some way to crystallize in our mind for some of us don't believe we're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus because we keep going back to our slime, our mud pit. If you have an inclination and you know you shouldn't be doing something, say, I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Or say, I thank God I messed up. <clears throat> okay, it's the same thing. You have the Holy Spirit inside you and you get God's attention, the Holy Spirit's attention, Jesus' attention, and you can strengthen little by little. Amen. Okay, let's go. I'm losing you, some of you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ephesians 3.20 and 21 now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that working in us. Unto him, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us, our inclinations. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen and amen. Second Corinthians 9 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 And God is able to bring all grace towards you, that you're always having all sufficiency and all good works abounding more and more. Amen. And Psalm 68, 19, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Amen. Believe this today. Believe that the Lord is going to... Fill your house up with benefits. Open the windows of heaven and pour down benefits on us. Benefits of hope, benefits of faith, benefits of resources, benefits of joy, benefits of strength, benefits of a brand new life for today. Why? Because we took communion, we acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, we exercise his words into the air. We are changing nature our nature, our positions. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Thank you for coming today. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance, and give you peace, establish you in every which way, smile on you, and carry you in his arms, and fix you, and fix us in Jesus' name. He has fixed us.